0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Thermo Fisher's Career Stories Behind the Science podcast. This is a podcast for those who seek inspiration and motivation in their daily work. For those who would like to understand how finance, IT, customer service professionals can contribute and leave impact on the industry of science. Today, we will continue our discussion with Anne-Sophie Heinry, Senior Accounts Receivable Representative at Thermo Fisher Scientific who wanted to be the next Marie Curie as a child and Sophie's career has completely shifted over the years, but how did she manage to keep working with interesting people with interesting backgrounds? Let's find out. I was
1: actually dreaming that one day I would be the new Marie Curie or I I don't know. I, I was dreaming quite big, but then it turned out that somehow the lab environment made me
0: faint. Some of you may already know that Thermo Fisher Scientific is the world leader in serving science. Our colleague's mission is to enable our customers to make the world healthier cleaner, and safer. In our episodes of Career Stories Behind the Science, we introduce stories from the team in Budapest. By hearing inspiring career stories, in this episode again, we are ready to go behind the scenes of science. Now, let's start.
2: So just before we get into the second part of our discussion, this is gonna be an X-factor type of question for you. Okay, so what is your superpower that you bring into everyday life, the job, to personal life as well
1: i think it's maybe kind of a mix on the one hand it's with the languages and this interworld which i already was talking about which is kind of creating and on the other hand i think i have quite a good listening skills which has two sides because i think to be a good listener one needs also to be a good respective speaker and be able to to show enough and not to show too much and i think I'm rather good at balancing this out, which helps to give a sensitivity to the work and also I can create this feeling of being comfortable for other people. Mm
2: -hmm. And um, we touched base on this in a previous part or previous section. You've come along in a very diverse and very um, interesting way, but could you just tell us a bit about your career journey? So how you started and what led you here? And if there was any... Particular big changes throughout your career. Then, then if you could just give us some example. Mm-hmm.
1: I think there's actually two big change. I mean, one big change, but to track forward first, and did a voluntary year in Ukraine, which actually created my affinity with Hungary. But this was a track forward because I didn't think about it in career terms back then. I just wanted to take a gap year before starting to work for real and go for university. And then I decided to study uh, physics and chemics, like applied natural sciences. And uh, I was really into this. I was actually dreaming that one day I will be the new Marie Curie or <laughs> I don't know. I, I was dreaming quite big, but then it turned out that somehow the lab environment made me faint. And uh, as soon as I started, I mean, I think I fainted like five or six times and they told me if I am handling like chemical stuff this can be super super dangerous not only for me but also for the people around just in case I have some kind of acid or something and I throw it on the face of somebody else because I start shaking or I don't know. So I I made a complete career change and I decided to go to my second passion which was also more in the social field from the beginning. So I think actually throughout all my high school years already, I was torn between these two sides. I really like social sciences, but I really, really loved science and maths and physics and all of this as well. So I kind of had to make a choice. Then life made me change my choice back. And the funny thing is that afterwards, once I started working, I actually came back to the science work, back indirectly. And this kind of gave me the feeling that even if we don't get the things in life the way we imagine them to get them, we always can find a way to, to get them in another way. So actually with tempo Fisher, I have the feeling that, okay, now I'm working with the language skills which I had and which I also then was able to intensify with my social science studies, but I was able to go back to science and now help the science work, but with the other skills of mine.
2: You mentioned that you wanted to be the next Marie Curie. Is there any particular area in science, in chemistry or physics or math that you're particularly interested in?
1: I really love physics. Mm -hmm. I didn't have like this real big big thing in physics but uh, already in high school I was doing I was in this robotics course so I was actually teaching robotics to smaller children it it was really really fun I remember it and we were going to different competitions for teaching robotics and yes I was imagining that maybe in in this field of work I could do something to invent something which would help people to to be safer while they're doing a dangerous job or something like this. I think maybe I would have gone towards robotics later. So this merge between physics and yeah, maths <laughs> and all of it. Mm-hmm.
2: And thinking a bit forward, obviously if you're just a very young lady. Do you have any plans to go back to that field or to do that in parallel with what you do now?
1: I think it's like going back to robotics, it's maybe a little bit too late, (laughs) but I think that usually for human beings, the most important is not that you get exactly what you want, but that somehow the essence of what you want remains. And uh, I think for me, the most motivating essence is actually to be able to have an impact and to be able to help other people and to somehow make them grow and make them get out to their potential and somehow yeah having a lasting impact on the world to make it better Mm -hmm. and more more social and I think there's so many ways we can do that and I'm really happy that now I found a job where I can actually do it with the skills I was able to acquire at university even though now I'm working in finance which is not exactly the same as international relations and cultural studies but here again it's What I see that this interdisciplinary world in which we live, it's really, really important actually sometimes to have people who come from a different background because they can look at things in a different way. So, and I actually think that as a collector, it's really good for me that I have this this understanding of different cultures as well, because I'm working on different markets. And there is a really, really huge cultural aspect also in the paying and all of these different worlds. And I think also in business relations. So I think that sometimes it's even better if somebody doesn't have like the real studies for what they are doing, but that they come from different backgrounds, have the interests and then are able to think out of the box, if it makes sense.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And talking about differences and the multicultural environment. Do you have, by any chance, any funny story that came out because of cultural differences? And this could be professional, this could be from private life.
1: I mean, there there are a lot of language-related funny stories. So apparently sometimes I make up weird words in Hungarian and then then people just look at me and don't understand what I'm trying to say. One funny story maybe is when I was in Ukraine and my host mother uh, I was starting to learn Hungarian and I was already able to say like super difficult words but for some reason the word mixer I thought it's something really really difficult so I said Brrr, instead and she started to laugh because mixer is mixer <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I didn't do the obvious step to just uh, use the same word so it it was funny and yeah when I this is actually more a sad story, so I don't know if it fits here. But when I started thinking about this this cultural aspect of language I was talking about before, it was when my host grandmother in Ukraine passed away, because I was starting to think of uh, the roots of the word fotom in different languages and how how much it says about a culture. Because I found it really, really beautiful that in Hungarian you use the word she, which comes from crying. And then I started thinking that okay, in, in French we say tomb and tomb is more from falling down and it's such a different relation to death if you just say that somebody falls into a hole or if there is actually this this act of crying. And for me it sounds weird maybe to have a revelation about one word, but for me this this somehow showed once again more how powerful actual language is to our approach to different things and how different languages have just different capacities to express and that we have to find ways in our work and in the world we have today to somehow overgo this language barrier and create bridges. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that's really, really touching and fascinating what you said. And you call that just multiple times word impact and helping others. So in terms of making an impact, could you just share two things that you're really, really proud of. And again, this could be anything from your professional life or from your private life, Mm -hmm. when you felt that you made a a
1: really good impact. it's Maybe less of an impact, but one story I'm really, really proud of is when I did my internship in New York. I was doing uh, the 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence. It was a campaign to help talk about different... Subjects which are very close to my heart, because I think we need in our society to talk more about social issues and about also cultural issues when it comes to hurting women or hurting different kind of people. And I had the feeling that it's not even the campaign itself, itself which helped, but during the campaign we uh, created a site. It was called the Not Alone site, and we made a lot of pictures of women and people were able to write down their stories in an anonymous fashion and i had the feeling that i they can really do something to have an impact and as well as on the kids when i was in ukraine i still have a really really close connection to all of them they now they're now some of them are adults some of them are still kids and it's really nice when i talk to them once in a while that it's so important especially for orphans sometimes to have somebody they can relate to and that they can talk about about their problems and that they can just uh i think people just need to feel that they are loved and that they are loved with their imperfections and i think this is also why i wanted to create this site in when i was in new york because i think that even if bad things happen to us so even if we did something wrong in the world then it's still really important that we look forward and that we try actually to turn the bad experience into something good
0: mm-hmm.
1: i know this is more in the social field that i think that uh, an organization with them official with it, it's these groups that we have and uh, also the actions i know that we had these things for uh We went to the Pride together, we went to different... (laughs) The
2: edges, you mean, and the communities. Yes, Yes.
1: exactly. (laughs) Exactly this. I think this is actually one other thing which I really, really like about Thermo Fisher, that I have the feeling that it's a space where we can openly talk about also difficult social topics. And if there's something I could just go and ask and have a bigger impact than I have maybe with a little NGO, And at the same time, through all the science work we do, we have an impact on the actual living of people. So I think it's a really good place to to have this double impact. On the one hand, the social one, and on the other one, the health aspect and the science one. So this is really why why I like working here, because I have the feeling that it kind of connects these two currents, which I have in myself.
2: Yeah, that's incredible. Really, really. And I really appreciate you, you are so insightful and, and, and so much into this. So I just really appreciate everything what you said. Unfortunately, we are we're getting very close uh, to the end of, uh, of our time. And what we do uh, on these episodes is, uh, we ask each and every guest by the end of, uh, of the discussion is just to ask any question from the next guest. However, they do not know uh, who's gonna who, who that person would be, and the question to you was that if you could change role with anyone within the organization, then who would it be?
1: I think uh, I would uh, change to a communications role because I have the feeling that with the knowledge I acquired by now, I uh, I'm actually better as the person who is talking about the things than. Um, Yes, so I think a uh, communications role, which is helping to provide our message to the world, this, this would be like the role of my dreams.
2: Mm-hmm. Great, and now it's your turn and you can ask whatever you would want to ask from, uh, from our ne- next guest. And what so, would be your question?
1: I think I would like to ask uh, what was the greatest challenge the person had and at the same time, which uh, personal growth related to this challenge and how they were able to overcome and then to maybe grow up to their position. We're there right now with thanks to this challenge, actually.
2: Okay, great. So, Luke, um, thank you so much for being here and uh, thank you so much for, for sharing your stories and your insights. I, I, I really enjoyed and, uh, and I think it was really, really fascinating. So, thank you very much.
1: Thank you as well. Have a nice day.
0: Bye. <laughs> This was a discussion with Anne-Sophie Heinry. Her story is proof that language skills and cultural backgrounds are powerful. In the next episode, we will have a guest who will share their career story behind the science. I do believe that inner motivation is needed for each and every one of us, so if the person is
1: absolutely not motivated, there's not much that I will be able to do from outside.
0: Everyone can find inspiration and motivation in their daily work if you look behind the scenes of the bigger picture. Our guest today found that while growing professionally, we can also contribute to making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. If you liked today's episode, add the podcast to your favorites to make sure you don't miss the next one. Follow us on Facebook or check out the Thermo Fisher Scientific Job Portal to join us in making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. You'll find the links in the description. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you heard some interesting stories. See you in our next episode of Career Stories Behind the Science. Career Stories Behind the Science were brought to you by Thermo Fisher Scientific Budapest, Hungary. Produced by Brandfiz Employer Branding in conjunction with Thermo Fisher Scientific. Let's look behind the science in the next episode.